0: Hey, welcome again to the Scrum, WGBH News' political podcast. I'm Adam Riley, and in this episode, we're doing something a little bit different. Right before Thanksgiving, the Trump administration said it was going to end temporary protected status, or TPS, for about 60,000 Haitians who've been allowed to live and work legally in the U.S. ever since Haiti was hit by a devastating earthquake back in 2010. The expectation now is that those Haitian TPS recipients will return to Haiti by mid-2019 or face deportation if they don't. This was huge news in urban areas with big Haitian populations, including greater Boston. So I sat down with State Senator Linda Dorsena Fori, who is a Haitian American and that community's local standard bearer. We talked about how she learned about the Trump administration's move, how she responded in the moment, what she hopes is gonna happen next, and whether she thinks Boston Mayor Marty Walsh might have to make good on that vow to shelter possible deportees inside Boston City Hall. It is a newsier conversation than we usually have here on The Scrum and quite a bit briefer, but it's well worth a listen. Be sure to stay tuned after for some reaction from Peter Kadzis. Now, without further ado, State Senator Linda Dorsena-Forey. Can you just start by telling me where were you when you found out the Trump administration's decision about TPS for Haitians in the U.S.
1: It was the day before Thanksgiving, and so I was in the supermarket wrapping up my shopping. You know, when I heard about it and my staff was texting me and everything like that. I mean, very disturbing, I mean, very sad.
0: So what supermarket were you shopping when you started getting texts from your staff?
1: The Shaw's supermarket next to my house in Lower Mills on River Street in Mattapan.
0: (laughs) So you're getting texts at the Shaws and Lower Mills, saying, Here's what happened. What do you do then? Do you get on the phone with the House Speaker? Do you call the mayor? Do you send a text to the governor? How do you respond when something like this goes down?
1: I just logged a call into these folks to let them know, okay, this is the decision. It's not a defeat, it's not a victory, right? But I, it's in the middle because there were people on the other side that wanted immediate expulsion, right? So they didn't want to see a six month extension. You know, they wanted these folks out. And so I think that's one piece that was a positive, that it's 18 months. Did
0: you have meetings in the community What, if any, community gatherings or meetings did you convene after this?
1: There was a rally that happened after this um, in Mattapan Square where folks felt joyous, right? and Like, wow, this is a victory because we got the 18-month extension. But again, it was stressing, yes, it's 18 months, but it's saying 18 months are out, right? So how do we start doing the work?
0: It's interesting hearing you talk about the way some people in the Haitian community responded to this, treating it as a victory, because... I felt like a lot of people saw this as a defeat for Haitians who had TPS Mm -hmm. here in the U.S. So it's just interesting to see that it resonated differently with the people who were most affected.
1: Yeah, when they heard 18 months, it was kind of like, oh, wow, this is a great thing. But then it was like, well, no, 18 months and you're done. You know, so it's not a great thing. This is a significant impact on our economy. I mean, these are the folks, you know. We say we care about our seniors, but when people are aging in place, it is these folks that are cooking the foods for them. It is it is these folks that are bathing and clothing our seniors, the greatest generation, so they can have a quality end of life.
0: How many people here in the Boston area, around I, here, have TPS?
1: I'm here in Massachusetts with um, Honduras. In Nicaragua, Haiti, and El Salvador, we have 12,526 people with TPS. Out of those 12,500 people, 4,000 children have been born in the U.S. out of that group.
0: Can you tell me a little bit about some of the people you know Around here who are Haitians who do have TPS yeah. and what kind of lives they lead?
1: Yeah. I mean it's very interesting. A lot of folks with TPS are working in the healthcare industry. Um, our home health aides, taking care of seniors, taking care of those that are disabled. A lot of them are working in hospitals. Again, remember these folks have working papers, right? They have identification, they can work legally, and so they are, and they're paying taxes, they're contributing to social security, they're contributing, you know, to the healthcare system. And so there's a big impact in terms of the economics um for our state
0: so are you hoping for a, a specific fix focused on TPS recipients, or are you hoping for a fix that is part of a grander overhaul of the way we do immigration?
1: No, I'm talking about TPS, right? (laughs) I mean, we got to break it down into buckets. I'm hoping that we can deal with this population of folks who have TPS. Let's figure out how do we get these temporary protective status folks into towards a permanent path that would be ideal.
0: If Congress can put something like that together, what do you think the odds are that President Trump would sign it rather than vetoing it?
1: I think if it's bipartisan effort, I think he would sign. I hope he would sign it. I don't you never know what he's gonna do. When he was campaigning, he was in Little Haiti in Florida. He was campaigning, talking about I support Haitians. You know, I'm with you, you guys are hard workers, and here we are.
0: As you know, Mayor Walsh famously promised a while back that he would shelter people who were facing possible deportation from the US in his office in City Hall, if necessary. Could you imagine a scenario where you would be saying to the mayor, hey, remember that promise you made a while back? I've got a few thousand Haitians who are looking at possible deportation because Congress didn't come up with the fix.
1: I mean, gosh, right? Jeez, I'm hopeful, though that Congress will come up with a fix. I mean, it's 18 months. A lot can happen in 18 months. Changes can happen in federal government and in administrations in 18 months. And so hopefully it wouldn't come down to that. But if it does, yeah, I I think the mayor would open up his doors. You know, he is first-generation American. You know, his parents came from Ireland, and they had him here in this, in Boston. And so he understands in terms of the struggle of the immigrant communities and families. And so hopefully, you know, he would do that.
0: I got to ask you a, a big question. Mm-hmm. Are there times in this new reality under President Trump where you find yourself thinking, man, I didn't sign up for dealing with the sort of issues that are filtering down from Washington?
1: You know, yeah, no, I, I, I think that... And on, on the healthcare piece, yes, you know, in terms of the healthcare, the national healthcare discussion, absolutely. Immigration issues, definitely. Well, I'm I'm the only Haitian elected as of now, right, in Massachusetts, and speak Haitian Creole, so people call us from all over the state around Haitian issues, but also any other immigrants. They're like, oh, she knows immigration, and so we work closely with our congressional delegation. Like literally, we are on that, and we call them at all the time because I have nothing to do with immigration, but I connect people to services, and my office does the same of heavy stuff you know i just when i turn on the news i'm just like you know wow the navajo amazing fighters you know who helped us during world war one and world war two with the navajo code and then you have this guy our commander-in-chief you know making fun and, and it's very it's very disheartening you know and very sad because it's like how did our country come to this
0: given that uh, one of president trump's favorite fights to pick is with elizabeth warren calling her pocahontas or whatever else And given that Senator Markey has not been shy about expressing his distaste for, yeah, Yeah. does that make it harder for them to get done on the federal level what they need to get done for people in Massachusetts?
1: I mean, I don't think so, right? I mean, you need the balance. And I would say that, you know, we see that. With Senator Markey and Senator Rubio and them that they are working collectively, and that Senator Warren is part of that too, you know and they 're getting Republican senators on the other side you know to help sign stuff around TPS and what have you, so it is working, but we have someone in office you know as the leader of this country. You know, that doesn't care, right? I mean, he will go after Republicans just as he goes after Democrats. So it doesn't matter, you know.
0: Or he'll call Chuck Schumer the head clown and then he'll sit down for a, a nice, cozy get together with Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi and, and their buddies for a bit.
1: It's unnerving because it's like someone who who's just not completely there in their frame of mind, but everyone's acting like it's normal. This isn't normal. We've never seen anything like this.
0: Hypothetically, and I don't know that he's a big scrum listener, but if President Trump, if you could catch him on a street corner and, and make the case for a fix on TPS that does not result in the removal of Haitians in your district in 18 months, what would you say to him?
1: I mean, I would say, listen, you have the capacity to do amazing things. You know, you have this incredible power as president of our country to really start bringing us together and really mending fences and uniting our country. And, and we need you to do that. You know, as our leader, we need you to stop the bickering. We need you to put down Twitter. And we just need you to focus because there are too many issues that Americans are going through, and it just doesn't make sense, but yet he wants to tweet. So that's what I would say, is that you have an incredible opportunity to really have an impact on people's lives, and yeah, that's what we need him to do.
0: Senator Linda Dorsina forey thanks a lot for taking the time to chat.
1: Thank you, Adam.
0: That was State Senator Linda Dorsina forey talking about the Trump administration's decision to end temporary protected status for about 60,000 Haitians currently living and working legally in the United States. And I'm joined now by my WGBH News colleague, Peter Kadzis. Peter, what did you think of what the senator had to say?
2: I was pretty impressed with her sense of real politics, of her hot edge. A lot of people are familiar with Bismarck's famous line that politics is the art of the possible. What most people don't realize, he goes on to say that it's the art of the attainable, the next best. Now I'm not suggesting that Senator Forey wants to settle for the next best, but she wants a victory for her people, and these are very much her people, not just her constituents, but this is her blood. I like the fact that she's short on the moral outrage, long on possibilities. The TPS status, as we all know, is from the earthquake of almost eight years ago. Since then, Haiti's been hit with a Category 5 devastating hurricane. I think Haiti offers an opportunity for the United States to address the larger immigration question. Table the issue of citizenship, give them the right to stay. So, Peter, you know that
0: I am up there in lily-white suburbia on the North Shore. You, in contrast, are in the beating heart of Boston. Uh, How many... Haitians and Haitian Americans are there in your particular neighborhood?
2: Well, th- there are some. I, I have some Haitian neighbors, uh, not as many as are in Mattapan or Dorchester, but unfortunately my wife was in, recently in a very bad car accident. I've been spending a lot of time in hospitals and now in the rehabilitation center. I don't see how the medical community in Boston can function without the Haitian Americans who work there now. These are great, hardworking people. These are the sorts of people we want as American citizens. I got to ask you
0: before we go what did you think of Senator Dorsina Forey's response to my question about whether she? Is thinking about Marty Walsh making good on his promise to shelter deportees in City Hall.
2: Well, <clears throat> the first thing I thought of was I wish I could see the expression on her face when she said it. I, I detected a, uh, a mischievous twinkle in her eye when she was responding to you.
0: I think it's fair to say that as I started to ask the question and when she figured out where I was going, which she did pretty quickly, um, there was a, a knowing smile on her face. No, I can that put makes it sense. that way. That is going to do it for this installment of The Scrum. Peter Kadzis, thank you for sharing your thoughts. Thanks also to State Senator Linda Dorsina-Forey for chatting with me in her office at the State House, and to all of you for taking the time to listen. Thanks as well to Doug Sugarts for his audio wizardry. Also, don't forget to subscribe to The Scrum if you haven't already. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and various other podcatchers. You can also catch us online at blogs.wgbh.org/scrum. I'm Adam Riley. The Scrum is a production of WGBH News.